Welcome to Infinite Pulp. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Aaron. <laughs> I'm Max, and I'm That's doing Max. my best dinosaur impression that I can. Uh, it's, I know it's leaves something to be desired, but you know, we're all works in progress. I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it, and I'm very happy that it came. Today, how's your day going? How's your week been? Uh, it's okay. A um, little bit of uh, identity crisis issues wrapped up in the whole international pandemic thing. You know, fear for the future of our country and the world and relationships. And, you know, there was a tweet I saw that neatly encompasses what I feel. And it's like uh, someone said, you know, why are you unhappy? And the person said, well, I mean, and then in asterisks, gestures broadly at everything. (laughs) And I I very much feel that way. I suddenly can't hear you. Nope, you, I got you. I feel you, man. Um, I had I was eating. I had you on mute for a second. I don't. Uh, wanna, we're recording wanna, this in. I'm recording this in the morning. Max is afternoon right now, so no. uh, we're having. Um, I'm eating my breakfast, so I apologize for that in advance. Dinosaurs coast to coast, baby. That's true. Di- yeah, man, Max roared today. We're getting. So here's <laughs> what we're gonna do. That's what I decided because the. Wor- Two things that I want to go with. Because of everything Max just said about the world, I do want to preface that we're going to have lots of fun today because we are going to discuss something that Max and I – Max? Mask? That's what we're doing from now on, Mask. <laughs> something that you and I disagree on, which is very exciting, um, unlike all of our other shows because we agree on everything. And um, – this one also is going to be we're not we're, we're not going we are going to, this is going to be PG-13 level because we are watching a PG-13 movie. So we're not going to censor as much because if you're watching this movie with us, then um, your ears can hear it, too. And for those of us who are not in the loop, <laughs> what is this movie? What movie I know I was thinking about that. Like, Aaron? yeah, I did that the opposite way. So first off, we're watching Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I know Yay. you're thinking. You're thinking, why wouldn't you just watch Jurassic Park? It's so much better. You're right. It is better. But there's no controversy to that because Max also thinks this movie is amazing. Yes. Um, why aren't you watching Jurassic World? Well, because that movie is also pretty good. So that's like not fun either. So like we're watching that one. Um, so we're going to watch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom because um, I don't think it's very good. And Max thinks it's good. And when I don't I first- just think it's good. I think it's great. Yes. And see, that is the thing is because I would I wouldn't even think to even talk to you about this if you would have thought this movie was good. Mm-hmm. If you would have said, you know what? I understand it's a bad film, but it's entertaining. I'm OK with that. But like I want to know why there's so many points that just OK, we're going to discuss it in the movie. Not now. So here's the thing. We want to all be on the same page with this. So what we're going to do is is we're doing a little commentary of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's going to be great. I'm very As excited we watch, about it. The idea is we're, we're yeah. going to be watching through at the same time and providing commentary, talking about things, arguing about it. It's like we're in the same room watching it, except socially yep. distanced. Yep. And the idea is that we are inviting you to join us in this viewing and this conversation. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. So, Because yeah. I've been trying to explain this. For the last five minutes, and I'm doing a really poor job of being, uh, this introduction is probably by far the worst one we've done. No, um, we're doing great. 
And so when you start the film, because we all want to be on the same page and timed up together, um, there's a couple different logos for the production companies. So there's Universal and then there's Amblin Entertainment. Amblin Entertainment um, is what we're going to key off of. So in that logo, you'll see a little kid riding um, a bicycle um, across the moon with uh, E.T. in it. So... Pay attention to the front wheel when that logo comes on. As soon as that front wheel stops turning, that's when we're going to pause the movie. So everyone pauses the movie at that point in time. And then Max and I will count down three, two, one. After the one is when you want to hit pause. So we're not going to hit pause on the one. We're going to hit uh, play. I'm suing. Sorry. Play. We're not going to hit play on the pause or on the one. We're hitting play after the one. Gosh, so it's I'm gonna so go, bad at this. It's okay. I get what you mean. It's morning. I feel you. It's going to be three, two, one play play right yes. okay absolutely yeah um so uh two rules to this um what was aaron watching today aaron's watching jurassic world fallen <laughs> kingdom nobody gets points for that because we're watching the same thing everybody um, gets points for it how about that uh, perfect everybody gets points for it. everyone's score increases by one let's do that and then secondly um as i said it earlier the movie's pg-13 so we're not going to be censoring as much for this one um as others so we'll keep this at the pg-13 level we'll try to keep the f-bombs out of it though yeah no absolutely i don't anticipate throwing any of those in there i try to keep um, it pretty clean but for those of you who don't know me very well i do tend to swear like a sailor so i have to really pay attention when we're recording yeah so um that's 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 why and I don't I there's words that I need to use in this movie <laughs> that I don't think can be properly explained without without throwing in some of that just because okay anyways let's get this started I am so excited about this I am this. too a couple of uh, little notes beforehand um disclaimers we will be taking a bathroom break halfway through we will be um it's going to be about the 1 hour mark we'll let you know when we're coming up on it and we'll pause it and then we'll like describe where we paused and then where we're going to go again so you can like stay in the loop with us on that if you don't have snacks if you don't have drinks if you if you're not making this a theatrical experience definitely do um this is no mystery science theater 3000 but it will be close it's going to be a lot of fun so you're definitely going to want some refreshments to help you through the absolutely. process absolutely even if you want to play that little tiny um, vignette at the front of this movie, the let's all go to the lobby. Yeah. I love Do that. It. I love that little. I love that one segment. too. It makes me happy. It's so good. All right. You ready to press play? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, play. Straight into the legendary logo. Yeah. Yep. I have the lights come in. Perfect. Good. Yeah. We're on the same page now. On the same page now. Heck yes. Sorry about all the right. false start. It's all right. Let's do it. Let's get into it. We just fall started. But you know what? The best part about this is you guys don't have to hear that at all. You yeah. know, it was bad commentary anyways. Nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> um, I, I was going to set up a little bit beforehand and I totally forgot to set this up. Um, yeah. The events but, of the previous movie. Yeah. Just the events yeah. of Jurassic World. It's pretty simple. Um, there is. So the person running the park is um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Her um, character's name is Claire. So. She essentially is the head of the park that experiences the meltdown once the Indominus Rex, the previous big dinosaur that they created and really and didn't want to release, but you know it got out. It um, got out, terrorized the park, and they closed it all down. Obviously, three years later, this is what's going on. Yeah, is that so, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is like this is reclamation, right? Like they are trying to yeah. go back and salvage what they can 
in the park. Um, I, I just love the idea. I love how full in they went with the park. And right, it's raining and there's a storm yeah. and like a storm on Ila Nublar is like so evocative in so many ways. Oh, it's yeah. so true. Did you ever read the book? I read half of the book um, and didn't finish it, unfortunately. I listened to it on audiobook, got through the whole thing. It was really neat. Grant is a super cool character in the book. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest difference between like movie Grant and book Grant? Uh, movie Grant is much friendlier. Okay. But Grant is doesn't take any nonsense. He hates kids. He's really like vocally standoffish. So, which they kind of did in the movie a little bit, but uh, underwater skeletons. See, so, this is a motif that always gets me anyway. So it's kind of cheating in that respect. Whereas, so I love monsters. Okay, I love dinosaurs and giant underwater skeletons. All of these tick so, my boxes. Now that I'm going to start thinking about this critically instead of just trying to sit down and have a good time with it. Okay. Yeah. How dare you try to have a good time? I have a good time with some of them. Movies can be both. Um, the problem is, is the issues that I have with this movie take me out of it. So I was watching mm-hmm. this movie with my partner last night and I, I to mentioned prepare, to her. You, you yeah, did to, homework. I did. I wanted to See, have some I'm books. going in fresh. I haven't seen this movie in like two years. Yeah, but if anybody's listened to this show for the last 20, you know, 20, 25, 35 years, you know, 10 episodes, you do such a better job of explaining uh, yourself in the moment than I do. So the, the lightning crash and no, you see awesome. the shadow of the dinosaur above them. Oh, absolutely. I, I this shivers. Yeah, dude. This scene is awesome. This scene is so cool. I love the setup of it. I really enjoy like. And the idea this- is they're they're getting the DNA, right? They're back here right. trying to salvage the DNA of the genetically engineered monstrosity that caused the park to fail in the first place. Right. I, I, I like that theme as well throughout all these movies. It's just like nobody learning, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just like everybody's just. Nope, I can do it better this time because yeah. the last 20 years of these dinosaurs eating people and us every single time we go try to do something. uh we haven't learned a lesson at all yet. Yeah. Um, this, oh, it's so good though. Just yes. that they do silhouettes in this first opening part so well. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> and, and of course, like the scariest monster is the one you don't see. Right. So you see a little hint of it an outline and then the lights just go dark. Yeah. It, it's, no, it's, it's glorious. Absolute, this is cool. This was the coolest. This to me right now, when you see the, the T-Rex right here, it's by mm. far the coolest thing I, in the whole movie to me. Like that ends my love of this movie is when that T-Rex shows up. Why? Everything after that. It's just because to me, and this is what I was talking about with her um, last night is it's not even so much about. So I said that to me, yes, there's dinosaurs that exist in the world, but they're like, you still, the story makes not changes but like (laughs) it essentially alters like it doesn't make dinosaurs animals the dinosaurs are there to make the plots anything they want like there is no consistency through this movie at all and i think that's my biggest issue with most of this i love dinosaurs running around and how cool is i think it's a bad movie i don't necessarily think it's a bad story i think it's a bad like like just why you make these choices and I'll kind of put my goals. I'm pointing, I want to point them out throughout like sure, sure. why things bother me. But I want to, I want to say too, that like one of the things I like about this series is I feel like the dinosaurs are feral. 
like everything feels out of control, like right. nonsensical, like. This was the first part of the movie that really bothered me when I was in the theaters and I watched it the first time. Is that like, look how far he's up on this rung. Uh-huh. And from previous scenes, there was like you saw like there was no way he would be that far up on that rung with with where he grabbed it when he jumped on it. And like So that's it's li- the, little continuity issues for absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing for me in this movie is little continuity issues where you're like, you're already filming this part of it. Why can't you just make it like consistent and like make it make sense? Yeah. See, for me, constancy like that goes out the window when you have giant dinosaurs exploding out of the water. Right. And so I think that's what I was trying to get at earlier with my partner and talking, because that's exactly what she said. She's like, well, there's giant dinosaurs, so nothing is really real here. I was like, that's true. But like you still have to have a real world with like the, the dinosaurs being a part of the real world doesn't make everything else magically just like not make sense anymore you know like mm-hmm. mosasaurus like, is the name of the underwater dinosaur oh, okay. oh, that's a good name yeah and i think it's just so creepy and i'm a really big fan of so like the mosasaurus obviously just got out right right because they didn't close the gates um and one of the things i loved was the 2000 movie godzilla with matthew broderick oh, that movie was great um so that that the scales swimming in the water are very evocative of that for mm-hmm. me, which I'm yeah. sure tickles my uh, nostalgia. Yeah, like I said, I really like that opening scene. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Great, everything about that. From here on out, it's just kind of like a, and maybe it's a my issue. It doesn't turn out the way I wanted to turn out. Maybe that's not the truth. I was kind of going into it hoping it was more of a let's get these dinosaurs off this island. Yeah. And that's the main part of this goal. And then you find out at the end that they're screwing you over versus like now. Yeah. Well, one of the things I like about this series. And so obviously this is an info dump, right? They're catching you up on what happened in the last movie. And I I'm normally not a fan of it, but I think they do a good job here. Um, It feels very grounded. Like the notion that they tried to make a theme park, it failed. People are suing. Like all the yeah. all the real world implications of this feel more grounded mm-hmm. than they did in the past. Yeah, I do definitely like that aspect of it too. And anytime you have Jeff Goldblum in a scene, you know, this this makes me happy too. He's great. Yeah. Yes, he's tremendous. So, do you prefer Jeff Goldblum with a beard or without a beard? I prefer Jeff Goldblum. I don't care how I get him. I, I, <laughs> Just anyway. As long as I have him, yeah. He could yeah. he could have a handlebar mustache. He could have mutton chops. I love Jeff Goldblum. Would, would you have you uh, do you guys have Disney Plus at all? Mm. Yes, but we haven't started watching. Okay, I've watched like two or three of the episodes of Jeff Goldblum, like going through these different parts of the world. It's great. You should definitely check those out. They're they're just fun little. F- little interesting. It's just watching Jeff Goldblum be Jeff Goldblum for 30 minutes, and I'll yeah. take it. He's you a know? joy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I want to talk briefly, circle back around. Um, so. The idea that humans, the, the, the human pride that goes into genetically engineering dinosaurs and creating dinosaurs exists in this room, too, right? No dinosaurs in the room, and you still see humans trying to control things outside of their control. Right. Right? Trying to impose structure. 
I guess, like, because that's going to come back at the very end when they're trying to let... I don't know. Like, to me, it's... But they can, though. Like, all of these, like... I guess my issue a lot of times with this, too, is is, is the ending, and we'll get there at some points. And I think you really enjoy the ending, and I, I do not like it. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get there for sure. But we will. Absolutely. Um, there's a couple of points that I... I wanted to make, and I don't think they've come up yet, so I'm not going to do anything with this one. This is fun, too. I like all this earlier kind of opening stuff a little bit, just setting things up. Um, Do you think, do you you believe that she can, she can go from running a a theme park to to becoming an activist like this? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think, I think firsthand witness of, witnessing firsthand the horrors of various experiences, um, transforms people like you get career politicians who go into nonprofit work for the rest of their life because they lose the loved one. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. Okay. I totally understand that. But if your loved one was killed by all the things you're trying to save, like, does that make sense? Cause that's the part that I don't get is like, she firsthand witnessed these dinosaurs terror and yeah. traumatizing people. And she's trying to save them because like, she also witnessed the beauty. Right. And that's one of the fundamental juxtapositions of the dinosaurs in the Jurassic park series is the idea that they are these terrifying, beautiful creatures. And she saw that they are incredible and terrifying, yes, but also incredible. And I think that's true of things like lions, too. You know, it's true of things like polar bears. These are things that would eat us in a heartbeat, but we fight to save them because they have a place on our planet. And she feels like now that we've created them and brought them okay. into this world, they have a place on this planet as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with some of that. So the, I think the biggest issue is that they're not like lions because they aren't just dinosaurs, as you know, they are. I'm, like I, we saw with the Indominus Rex, like they're genetically created like machines for people's entertainment. So, like you want them to be vicious and like the like they said that last movie. So like they know that these are not just naturally occurring things. Yeah, but I also like – so I want to make it clear – I don't think they're worth saving. I think it's ridiculous. And I think that whole island should just be thermonuclear bombed and we should learn from our mistake. Um, But in terms of resonating with the character fighting for what they believe to be right, I think it's a believable angle. I don't think it's it feels manufactured Okay, because of the traumatic experiences she lived through. Yeah, I never really had much of an issue with her turn. Um, I know I had a one my friend who really didn't believe it at all, so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on on where it was at. Um, yeah. I like this house a lot too. This house is awesome. I, I like this. Like, look at Steve Irwin's family. Like, he died taking care of wildlife, and they're yeah. still committed to taking care of wildlife because that love of life is valuable. Yeah, that's true. I, I think my definitely my hang up is the fact that like these aren't just like naturally occurring animals that we should be trying to save because they, you know, it's not even so much like, well, like, why not just save the like, just don't save the herbivores. Like, I'm like, you know, like, does that make sense? Like, I just like to me, it's just like we're creating things like that are killing things. And we just aren't learning the fact. Like, I don't know. I'm with you, though. I think we should definitely blow up the whole island. It should be gone. But it's the story of human history, too, right? It's this idea that we push farther than we are ready to push, and we encounter consequences. 
I think it's it's not just like you have to expand it beyond just the basic like here is a situation that is happening to like the idea of this is human hope, this is human aspiration, this is human dream. Yeah, it's the notion that you can you can bring this to life, and that's what John Hammond was, right? Is he he loved dinosaurs, <laughs> and that's that's what it's about. It's not about practicality. It's about ideology. Yeah. Um, I was watching this uh, for the first time. And as soon as this guy walked on screen, I was like, bad guy. Yeah, definitely bad guy. We know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like nobody wears a suit like that. Not- so and this is the part. I wasn't sure who was the bad guy between these two or if they were both bad guys. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you never can tell. Cromwell does a great job with this. It's just like I can't tell if he's actually a bad guy or not, but he may not be. I've never seen James Cromwell play a good guy. Um, ever. That I can't remember a role. I'm not sure I've ever seen him play a good guy either. But I wouldn't ever. He's not somebody that I would ever pick as just like a always bad guy actor. So I want to pause for a minute. That scene just then when you saw the movement in the sunlight mm-hmm. in the background, like before the character is introduced, like even before it, it pans back and you see the little girl walking up there, you just see movement in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. And they've already trained you by that first scene sequence to be afraid of little movements in the background. Right. So you see that little movement and there's yeah. this heart palpitation where you're like, what's going. Oh, it's just a kid. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Not there. I yet, didn't. Right. I, but I didn't notice that movement until like the third time I watched it. Yeah. Like little things like that. Like, and that's what I love about cultivating fear and cultivating horror mm-hmm. is like you establish things early and then you, pull on those strings later and sometimes <laughs> it is a dinosaur and sometimes it's not and that's what yeah. i love and Ra- really- rafe spall this guy here um he is he is a good bad guy and absolutely he's supposed to come across i think is slimy i yeah. don't necessarily think he's supposed to be out and out evil at first but no and i and i like him because i can kind of understand like i think all the bad guy intentions are very real here like nothing like that it, none of that part like it just doesn't make sense and i'll point them out to you it's just it's really a lot of the times that just the things that really bothered me is when the dino like the movie decided to seem or seemed to decide when to make dinosaurs smart and when to make them dumb and like when to like make them conveniently for like forget how to smell we'll get yeah, to that and we'll get to that yeah for sure um like I hate Bryce Dallas Howard's hair in this movie. All I want to do is push her bangs out of her eyes. Like, I can't imagine having to deal with that for a whole movie's oh film. Oh, my gosh. Those bangs that, are so long. That poor woman. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like, brushing her eyelashes. Like, it just stresses me out. It's like a little, like, it's like a little broom for her, for her eyes. It's, it's like, keeps them clean all the time. Um, yeah, man. That, that, that is stressful. Um. Got to get blue. Oh, yeah. I like him. Um, anyways, so the um, – do you ever watch Roadies on Showtime? He's in that. that no, I did guy. not. He's awesome. He's so good in that. That's where I very first saw him at. And he's one, he plays kind of a slimy bad guy that has a really good character turn and turns out to be a good guy. Like, it's awesome. Spoiler it's I'm sorry. It's okay. I probably won't watch it. There's a finite <laughs> amount of time in this world. Um, Maybe the six people that listen to this will watch it, though. True. I do want to cycle back and point out Justice Smith, the kid from uh, Detective Pikachu, the kid from The Get Down, was in that first sequence of events. He shows up again later. I adore him. 
I think he does a really good job. Me too. In I like his, his character. Is I think my favorite in, in this movie. This 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 grosses me out. This is like, this is just like oh. I, so to be clear, I am a city person. I really love things like indoor plumbing, um, I, and any other things antibiotics like the 20th century. I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. So this nostalgic idea of removing yourself from society has always been sort of fundamentally counterintuitive to me mm-hmm. because like how can you enjoy the world if you remove yourself from it sort of thing yeah that's true i think you kind of see maybe the point of these two guys is the opposites right like owen decided to just like you know what i'm done like yeah. i'm out of dinosaurs i'm like totally just leaving this behind and that's the this scene too um i love i, never- I love that chris pratt reinvented himself as an action hero i'm not always convinced there are some times where he's just a little too playful his eyes are a little too sparkly yeah I like him a, a lot as like not the centerpiece but like the first mate you know like I don't want him to be my star but I want him to be like my second bill yeah and I think he does an amazing job with that or put him as like a star like in Guardians but surround him with like a cast you know so it's like like he's your top bill, but he's like there's other people there that are obviously going to be helped, you know. Yeah. But I, I think for me, when I walked out of the phases the first time, I'm like Chris Pratt. I didn't like almost anything about this, and then Chris Pratt was like, "Yep, I liked all of his like all of his like fun comedy things." Still landed for me. Well, that's and that's what I'm saying. It's like the comedy works, but yeah. the drama doesn't always no. because because they because he has more experience with comedy and they don't give him. They don't give him the moments like we talk a lot about moments in movies, so they don't give him the moments to really land that Trump dramatic performance. So. I'm sorry, we're getting caught up watching this now instead of talking about it. That's OK. That was- <laughs> we, we talked for the entire first 20 minutes of the movie, it's okay to give it a minute or two where we're actually watching the movie. (laughs) People do need to be able to hear what's happening. Do they though? Yeah. I was was thinking about that. I don't know when I was, so I was listening to a commentary um, where I got this idea to, to do this one. Um, And I had a hard time figuring out which one I should try. Like I tried to listen to the movie and listen to them talk about at the same time. And I kind of resigned myself just to, Turn to the movie to where I can barely hear it and then subtitles and then listening to the commentary on top. I like this part, too. I like this little little showing of uh, I think this movie does a pretty good job of, of broadening out the world a little bit and showing these little nice pieces of everything like they're they're throwing some history from the Lockwood estate about where everything started. And now you're getting some of this about why Owen's so invested in this. I don't you're going to make me like this and I don't want you to do that. Like that that scene where you've got him peering at the computer. Like one of my favorite quotes is 
a quote that says the best special effect is the human face changing its mind. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I don't feel like I saw that. Like that whole scene for me was supposed to show us like if, if only a little bit him deciding that he was going to go right. This, it was to set us up for this. Yep, exactly. And that was one of the issues that I had with this whole thing is I never believed that Owen ever changed his mind on anything. Right. Like I I saw zero character growth from the beginning to the end for him. Like his character was the same at the beginning as was at the end. Like just a little eyebrow shift when he's watching that video and to go from a scowl to like just a little or even just like a slight head tilt, you know, just like a something like a hmm. Yes. Because it is possible to be too stoic as a character. It yeah. makes you unrelatable. It makes you um, unbelievable because nobody is that stoic. Marcus Aurelius was not that stoic. <laughs> Some say he's still standing. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really love the idea that you can find so many complete fossils. Mm-hmm. And put them together. <laughs> like, they're just everywhere. See, that's cool, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I mean, you it's, know it's not it's, a dinosaur, though. And it's foreshadowing in so many ways, because you've got right. the dinosaurs yes. that are still fake, and so they're not scary yet. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and foreshadowing in in vastly different ways, too. Her whole character thing is really awesome, I think. Kind of mm-hmm. weird um, when it comes to that. But... Uh, Oh, man, I had something for you earlier. I like this little part right here. I thought that that was good. <laughs> um, well, it'll come to back to me. I'm sure it will. I'm not worried. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. Neither are the dinosaurs. This is the part for me where I start to be like, give me dinosaurs now. Right. Like it's been about 25 minutes Mm -hmm. and we've got all this character development and like these little sort of nods to dinosaurs. And now I'm learning about this little girl that I just don't care about. Right. No, I, I, I really don't care either about her. I like that little scene. I think, I think she does a pretty good job. I do love um, that it's not about her, that it's not about her finding herself or her identity. It's about trying to get to know her mother better. And mm-hmm. I think that's really sweet. Yeah. And I think it's another nice way of tying it back into the original story. But. And also this, this great, this beautiful, this is always my favorite bit is like the looming ominous mm-hmm. wild, right? Like the. You, you said something earlier that I think I just remembered that that I wanted to talk about that struck me a little bit. And you mentioned like the suspense and horror and like thrilling part of this. And it's really weird because I've seen these movies since I was a very small child and I've never considered them horror movies ever. Uh, I love the bite marks in the windshield. Like you can see the (laughs) outlines of teeth in glass like the. So at this point of the dinosaurs reproducing, are they not like because there wouldn't be that many out there? We don't know yet. All we know is that it puts the lotion on its skin. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, Ted Levine is the villain in The Silence of the Lambs. And that's (laughs) the character he plays that kind of defined him. I think he does a good job in this role, though. I've liked him in everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Cool. I think he does a great job of playing the incredibly stereotypical old white military man. Yep. Like, 
you just instantly know this man's going to like, you know, his story from from here going forward. You know what's going to happen with him. Mm-hmm. Like because Randall was the same or was it Randall or the other one? I don't think it was Randall. It was the other guy. JR mm-hmm. was the same character from Lot's World. Like they're just the same people. Yeah. And they have they've had them dating all the way back to the first movie. Oh, even the first one. And right. And the book had a hunter that was like practical and talented and tactical and still lost because he overestimated his own abilities. So it's a, it's a visceral counterpoint to the scientific litigation component of it is. It's it's a very, it's a very easy way to juxtapose those two worlds against each other. I love it. I'm a sucker for that formula. Like I am so tired. Big fan. I'm so tired of old military men. Like that. I love it because they're all self-important jerks and that's, yeah, that, that seems right. <laughs> no, I, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just tired of seeing the characters in my movies and this kind of stuff. And yeah. that's that's a me thing for sure. I 100% understand. Like, this is what I wanted the whole movie to be about. And that's part of the problem I think I have on this, too, that maybe I'll have to come to terms with and just oh, take it for it's what it is. the second half. It's just I wanted the movie to be about them going to get the dinosaurs and trying to do that. I thought that'd be really interesting. And then pulling them back. And figuring out once they got them off the island that they're selling them and they're going out into the world. Like, I would just like to have extended this part of the movie a lot longer and made this, like, the climax of it instead of – and then, like, just like the end scene of them auctioning, just auctioning them off and that's it. And you see all these dinosaurs going out into the world and that's the way they get out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that disappointed me from the beginning. So I think not having that – Definitely hurt, but this is kind of where the movie starts to get bad. I love this. I love this. This is awesome. This sort of haunted, haunted stores. I like that. I really like that little dinosaur standing there too. That was awesome. Compsignathus, little 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 compy. Yeah, it's good. Um. This is a really good uh, callback too. Mm-hmm. Also, the notion that like ignorant, self-important people say, "I have to do X," and then they're just like putting everybody in danger. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, how selfish can you possibly be? Yeah. And yes, this is an homage. This is absolutely a callback. Yeah, and for sure. I'm a sucker for those too. Like I am too. Nodding towards the influences, nodding back to tradition, to the origin, I think is really neat. I'm a sucker for that. It's a fun little thing. I mean, to the audience, it's hard to capture this moment, I think, properly because they're seeing dinosaurs for the first time. But we've seen them so many times that it's not like the very first Jurassic Park moment where you see it. Um, so I think they do a good job with the like because that's a hard scene mm-hmm. to really capture that. All right. This is it. This is the beginning. Yeah. No one is ever going to be Grant standing up out of the Jeep again. Like, Which is fine. I mean, like, it, like I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I really like the like his little earlier, uh, his little earlier quote about it's more than just plugging things in, and all he's doing right now is just the scene just shows him plugging stuff in. Mm-hmm. 
there he is plugging more things in. Plugging more things in. Mm-hmm. But that's how technology works, and <laughs> no, I love it. I know. It's because great. one of one of my least favorite things in the world is like that episode of CSI where one person is typing at a computer and says, We're being hacked. And the other person jumps onto the computer, the 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 keyboard next to them, the same keyboard. And they're both trying to type on the same keyboard with four hands <laughs> frantically. And it's the most oh, embarrassing man. thing I've ever seen in my life. Like Technology is magical, and you can do a lot of wizardry with it. But using it as kind of a deus ex machina and not making it realistic can really bite you in the butt. Yeah. They are powerful sedatives. They're not, they're not weak sedatives. That's important to me. I'm sorry. I'm not going to try to be an ass through the rest of this movie. I promise. You can be an ass if you need to be. That's why I'm here. I am the <laughs> counterpoint. I'm the Bryce Dallas Howard to your Chris Pratt. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. 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 So here's what I'm, the game I'm going to play for the rest of the, the commentary. Um, I want to play how many times these people should have died and did not. Okay. And not just the dinosaurs. There's places where they should have died or probably been very severely hurt. And that's the part of the stuff that just really because everything is done out of convenience for your plot within the own like within a single scene because this character needs to live. So that's my biggest issue with this. Yeah, and I get that. And I think for me, like this is kind of a parody of itself now. Right. Because Jurassic Park has been around for so long. We all know the story. We all know the versions, variations of the story. So having having it happen this way and having, you know, moments where characters live who shouldn't, it's like that happens in cinema constantly, too. It's just like, why did they live? Well, why did they do that? It's like because they read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those where, like, to to me, it lowers all stakes just because it's not that I know the main characters aren't going to get out because we know they are. But just, like, there's not even fake stakes. Like, there's movies that do really good fake stakes that still get me going. Um, It's also hard to believe, like, I'm traumatized, so I'm going to wander out into the middle of dinosaur land by myself. Right? That doesn't – that's hard for me to grasp. There's more than just blue out here. Like – Exactly. Yeah. So. Okay. I will give you this one. He probably should not have died here. He could have, but I'm going to say this one's not a death. Because he knows blue, he has got the clicker. I do like the fact that he throws him the meat and he doesn't need any. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But when your dinosaur has more emotions than your main actor in scenes, then like, come on. Because in this scene, it's not really about him. No, no, but just like the dinosaur is doing a better job of being a drama actor than Chris Pratt did in the last scene with the computer yeah that's true but a lot of that can be direction like 
Yeah, like, that's true. Dinosaurs are usually or, easier to work with than Chris. Well, CGI in particular. No, I know. And like um, Legolas in Lord of the Rings, like people give him a lot of flack because all he does is stand around and look at stuff. And he complained about that in behind the scenes interviews. He's like, yeah. he just had me peering off into the distance. And it's like, I didn't really get to do much. That guy, he bit his face off, right? Like, how no. is he still alive? That's a great question. Okay. Right? This is it. So half of is a super powerful sedative, and half of the sedative goes into him. And they're supposed to be tranks for three, four hundred pound dinosaurs. Like, so we know, I understand, okay, they show that only half of it goes in, so maybe that's believable, but the fact that he can move probably five minutes later is really difficult for me to get, get behind. Well, that's like that's like complaining that drugs work immediately in any Hollywood story ever. Like, it's, it's just one of the things that Hollywood has decided is true, and like, we put that behind us 30 years ago or else we're going to be angry at every well, movie I'm we not, ever see. I'm not mad that the drug worked immediately. I'm mad that the drug doesn't keep working. It's like someone being punched or headbutted in the face and being knocked out, right? It's like, I don't have a concussion. Okay. I don't have internal hemorrhaging. I'm just unconscious. Like, that's just yeah. how it works. That's the formula. Okay. This is not supposed then, to be then some... Then why say it's a super powerful sedative? Like, why say that? Like, why say it's a super powerful sedative and then he gets shot with it and nothing happens? It's not a powerful sedative. Like, that's the kind of stuff that, like, there's no reason for that. Like, it, it's... So the scene with the sedative is about calculation. It's about identifying immediately that the great white hunter planned this right that he knows that he knew that this was something he was going to do which is why he had the dosage prepped like that because this was always on the to-do list i hadn't thought about that before that's that's fair he didn't do it because chris was acting up he did it because chris what that was the plan that was the plan all along yeah and they're locking them in there too correct for sure okay that's fair All right. This is scene number one where Chris Pratt definitely should have died or at least had severe third degree burns. Nobody can get this close to lava, even if the sedative doesn't stop or even the sedative stops working. I didn't know that lava stomps up to you and snorts on you. Oh, I'm sorry. I got this scene wrong. It's coming, though. This is very Stargate of them. I like it. Okay, here it comes. Now, not being a scientist and knowing the exact temperature of lava, 
I still know it's generally pretty hot, and you generally cannot get this close to it. Yeah, without- this, this scene is absolutely ridiculous. This is the part that's like, come on. like, And the worst part of it is the very last part where he jumps over the log, and you see his hand flick up lava. Right? Mm, I... I don't it's know not that this one. part yet because some of Watch us haven't this. watched this movie this week. There, right that there. Wasn't, that wasn't his hand. That popped out of the lava in front of him, right in front of the camera. That wasn't his hand. But I appreciate where you could see that. But it's, he lifted up and something popped up. Like, right. he made, was his hand in the ground? Like, what made pop. the lava pop up? The lava popped. Like, it was a thing. Oh. And it was poorly placed because it okay. was a way to – it could be misconstrued as his hand then, touching then lava. They, but it wasn't. That's still that's still poorly made stuff. I'm still marking that as a uh, as a knock against this because they should have fixed that. Well, when when he's like coming off the sedative and rolling away from the lava, there's like two ways to respond to it. One is this is unrealistic. Two is this is a movie about dinosaurs that are real, and this is ridiculous. And it's a summer right. blockbuster. And like just smi- just I just smile and shake my head like oh my gosh. And there are lots of moments like that throughout this film that are probably the big and way that we differ those are all the reasons i don't like it so that's probably that's really cool i love that part the, the, this thing has so many really cool pockets of awesome little pieces that i like but all those other things just really just frustrate me because that to me that's lazy laziness is oh this is about dinosaurs so we don't make it we don't need to make anything else make sense like that doesn't mean like the rest of the world stops making sense just because you introduced a large predator you know? I don't. I don't think it doesn't make sense, but I think if you if you start seeing things that, what happens there? How does that not burn through his skull, or at least part of his skin? It did. It scorched him. You saw the flesh burn off of him, and 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 so. But like you're seeing lava burn through concrete. Are we saying that the skin is thicker than concrete, or is it just not enough time to be no, on it's, there? There's a. There's an. Um, a ledge above them, and so it's pouring over the edge of the concrete. Like, yeah, but the, the it's not an open window. Like, it's not. If you're open, worried about not, the concrete in this room, you're worried about the wrong things, and you're paying attention to the wrong things. But I shouldn't have to be paying attention to those things. That's my issue with this. Is like the movie should be set up to where that kind of stuff doesn't jump into my mind. <laughs> also, how do they screams, not die here? He screams really well. He does scream really well. I had a hard time believing that he wouldn't have died there or at least come out with a leg lost. Doesn't die there because he read the script. No, I know. That's the. And and we've already established that people are exceptionally good in this universe at climbing ladders. (laughs) They are really good at climbing ladders, yeah. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. That's always a gimmick in Hollywood that I just say it. I'm a sucker for it. No, I'm a sucker for it. I love it. <laughs> I love like, it when they I put movie, like, and I don't. <laughs> I love it because even in the subtitles, they only they only put the first two letters. And this also is an homage, right? Yes, this is an like this is an homage. This is cool. What happens in about thirty seconds is is not, and it's really odd. Like. So here's the thing. We're about, what, 30 minutes into this? Oh, 45, 40 minutes into this, maybe? Um, 
the rest of the movie is going to be me complaining about dumb shit like that and Max saying, but script and 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 it's dinosaurs. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm preparing you for this. This is so this whole sequence is ridiculous. Like I acknowledge that it's ridiculous. And they escaped just like the others this, did in the other movie. They did, right? but this, to me, there's just a little extra things that I think... I was listening to a, a podcast reviewing Back to the Future the other day. Um, and they said at the end of Back to the Future, when when they're running... Or like when he gets shot by the, the, like, the Libyans... Lebanon? I can't remember what it is. But like they were talking about like how it's just a simple scene. But it still has got you. But if it was made in today's world, there'd be like four planes of action happening all at once. Like, and I think that's my issue with all this. Like here, this person is running away from lava, but it decided to stop. And why is it not eating Chris Pratt right now? Like, what is it doing? There's no way Chris can survive this. So this is number two for me of when Chris should have died. But even if he doesn't die, okay, so say that he he was actually like, why go after the giant tri- triceratops? I know that's not exactly what that is. And not like the weak creature right in front of you. Like, what's the purpose of this? Besides like just a throwing a cool so, action scene. When animals are riled up like this, when the, when they're in fight or flight situations, they get territorial and they get desperate and so it sees a, an opportunity for food in the midst of all this chaos right and it's like oh well i might need energy to survive gotta keep going okay so why not eat chris why go for the giant dinosaur because it's starting to and then it sees the giant dinosaur and sees it as a threat and has to try to like take it out okay why did the t-rex just kill that one and leave it because chris needed it to live you because the T-Rex's altruistic murdering has been a, an established part of the Jurassic Park canon since the very first movie. Right? Did he that was altruistically kill something in the first movie? The climax of the first movie, the, the Rex kills the Velociraptors and saves everybody. You don't think he's going to eat that thing because he's hungry? That's how I took the first movie. And like the dinosaurs no. are, are, are they predators, just are not, they're not animals don't anymore? Go after, predators don't go after other predators to eat. Because it's too much work, right? It's all about the energy saved versus the energy put in. And most of them know that it's not really worth it. So if predators don't go after other predators, then like, why does that T-Rex kill that big predator right Ex- now? Altruistic. Circumstances. Okay, altruistic. Yeah. Well, but also like in a situation like this, these creatures are fighting for survival, right? And, and the opportunity to eliminate a competing, a competitor on the food chain, like that would be eating the same things as you really quickly because it's distracted and it's easy is a that's a quick way to do it <laughs> okay um i need to talk about this scene too because this is all wrapped up in in to me continuity issues as well like the glass has been there for three years so i'm gonna guess it's probably a little bit weakened i can handle that but in the first movie it's supposed to be established that the glass can stop a 50 caliber bullet not underwater Chris Pratt shoots it with a 9mm Glock underwater and breaks the glass. Like, because, first of all, he read the script. Second of all, 
Did he just he, get played in lava? Is that what just happened? I don't I know what confused. he got hit by. I wasn't paying attention. I'm, oh, I'm, sorry. I'm always confused about what his arm gets hit by and why his gun gets dropped. Yeah, I don't remember. I wasn't paying attention. But I do think that, like, the integrity of the hall is compromised. And that's why the bullets get through. Is because, like, it's all beat to, beat to hell already. I, I can I can get past that a little bit, but barely. This part is also difficult. So, like, she's trying to kick it, but he does it with a knife on one spot. Like, how is the glass sealed? And he's just cutting in one spot. Is he cutting off the mechanism? Is that what's happening? I assume he's cutting into, like, rubber sealant. But just in one spot, that wouldn't pop. Because here, the glass pops off, right? How does cutting into one rubber sealant spot cut that and pop that off? Because then he's able to get through it and use it like a... Uh, a lever. lever. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, I don't believe that would work with that knife. Maybe it would. And maybe somebody needs to tell me that it just, that would actually work. To me, I can't, I, I don't see how that would work though. I, so if that part of my brain is just not on for this movie, because see, yeah, this is like, this is a movie that assumes that you can extract enough viable DNA from a mosquito in amber to recreate, to clone dinosaurs, right? <laughs> right. So given that this is a universe where that's possible, all these other things are possible too. Sure, why not? I don't like that. Like, sure, why not? Like, it's just, it's just a, to me, that's lazy writing and just convenient ways of popping people off. Like, I think it can be. Off, I think it like, can also, I think it's also like fun. <laughs> and I think these days we're so spoiled by quality storytelling options in like a Netflix Hulu world that we don't have a lot of chances to just like kick back. So what I call this movie is I feel like this is a popcorn movie, right? This is a movie where you just sit there and you smile and you nod and your eyes are shining and you keep piling the popcorn back in your mouth. Like, ah, it's keep gets going. Like it's very Michael Bay. Right? Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, on, on that aspect, it's just to me, it just feels like you just you just looked over so many small things for convenience that, it, it, you know, I don't know. It's it's just I can't shut that part off for me when when it's one after another, like if it's a few things. But we're, to me, it just happens over and over again. And just it happens in big ways to me that like are unforgivable. Because they painstakingly take like time earlier in the film to say something and then contradict it later like and, what well we're, we're going to get to it but we're going to get to a point where they're talking about the okay so, you're, so what you're saying is you're arguing you're arguing points that aren't in the movie yet because you watched this three times this week to prepare so, no i'm well, arguing points that i've always disagreed with and i've always had big issues with i just wanted to remind myself right i watched this movie a, a, a one and a half times over the last week well, there's enough to talk about that we are seeing now. Let's save the future conversations for the future. I can't. I can't argue your future arguments. No, I'm not trying to argue future arguments. But like, yeah, let's because there are parts that I like. I like this. I like this part a lot. Right. I scene. think this is this is one of those moments for me. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like I'm smiling and shaking my head. For those of you who don't know, we're also on Skype, like so we can look at each other at certain yeah. points. And like all I'm doing right now is just smiling and shaking my head because this is absolutely ridiculous. But this is exactly what I want out of a summer blockbuster. It's like I want ridiculous. I want CGI 
shenanigans. I want I want the good guys to live and the bad guys to die. Like, oh gosh, that would hurt your knee so much. Jeez, yeah. I, his kneecap would have been like ripped out of his knee. Yeah, shredded. Part of it I am I am positive of is it being you're right, Hollywood conditioning me to believe that these things are okay and these things aren't, and we're just getting new things that I need to be conditioned for. But a lot of the issues are just things that are just like before. Setting things up earlier that they they directly try to go against now. I like this little jump though. Do you think they're gonna make it? I don't know if they're gonna make it. No, they're probably just gonna fall into the ocean and die. <laughs> Movie's over. The rest of the movie is about the auction and setting yep. things up. <laughs> There's a lot of good yelling in this movie. This movie Mm -hmm. has some good yelling. And John Deere product placement, Mm -hmm. which is the greatest product placement. I've never seen John Deere before, and it's so perfect for that. Like, of course, somebody would be wearing a John Deere hat. Got to drive the truck around and do the work. (laughs) Got the jobs. Doing does the this, job. Does this part make you sad? I always thought this was a really cool scene and I have no emotions about this. Oh yeah, no, this is this is visceral. And the idea, too, that this unbelievable creature that we just had the chance to see for the first time, like some of these characters just saw this and in a flash of fire, it's gone forever. Like the the tragedy of that, the 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 damning pride of humanity that we will create and destroy at whim because it's convenient financially, like that's heart-wrenching for me. That's fair. I thought it was a cool scene. It's, it's just the, so sad. I, so that, you, that got me in theaters. Like I got teary in theaters. I was like, God. Yeah. I was talking to my friends about it. He's like, him and I both had no emotions about that at all. Yeah. Well, it is, it is also clearly intended to be one of those scenes. You know, it's like, it's like the notebook. It's like, Oh, you want me to, cry now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I feel that and sometimes I'm belligerent about that but like I buy into the Jurassic Park big picture mm-hmm. arguments anyway like the ideas on the table so it doesn't it doesn't make me feel indignant that they're trying to reinforce the yeah. central themes of the story Um, do you want to uh, I don't want to mess up my 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 movie at all. I don't want to I was trying to check what time it is, but I 
Cinemax is being dumb, so I can't. I have my phone. It's two or three. Uh, no, I wasn't three. thinking that. I was thinking how much time in the movie. It's like, what's a good place do you think to pause and do a potty break uh, for everybody in the movie? Uh, about an hour, and we're about fifty-four minutes in now. We've okay, got about cool. another hour and. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about like maybe when they got to the uh, to the estates. Yeah, that's um, a good place. I think it's a good place, kind of to like a nice natural like break, kind of thing. This is another part that I have a hard time with. Not this part, actually. I'll, I'll wait. I'm sorry. It's not, I get these <laughs> confused sometimes. I also love the idea of dinosaur wars. <laughs> yeah. Dinosaur wars. People the, riding friggin' T-Rexes into combat. Sure, why not? Yes. But I, like, I, give me that movie. I want to watch it. But there's nothing other than a few things in the last movie about being able to control dinosaurs properly. So, like, nobody's actually going to ride a dinosaur. Like, I can't believe that in this world. If you would have, from the onset, had somebody just first seen walking out, riding a dinosaur, going to war, perfect. I'm in. But, like, we, this is, like, we've established that dinosaurs don't listen to people except for maybe the Velociraptor. And that's the point is like we keep making the same mistakes like we aren't learning that's you're that's you you got there that's correct that's no i know but you just said you want a movie with t-rex like you want to weaponize dinosaurs but you can't do that in this world like in this world no but like maybe in this world like if if things went differently and maybe who knows the next movie might come out and be set 600 years in the future in a mad max style world where people ride dinosaurs That'd be the greatest, the greatest thing to happen to me. I was gonna say I would watch the hell out of that movie. I love that that movie. What we're going to get is a blue riding through suburban, <laughs> killing people. That was the most traumatic part of the entire original series for me. That was the Tyrannosaurus with the Dude. doggy door, doghouse yeah. hanging from its jaws. Like I, that brought it so close to home that I had nightmares for weeks. Yep. I love the lost world for that. Like it really brought it home in a way that I really enjoyed. Um, I, I liked that part of it a lot. I did not enjoy it then, but I enjoy that. I did not enjoy it now. Does that <laughs> I make mean, sense? It was, yeah, it was scary for sure. And the storms are an omnipresent metaphor for the uncontrollable nature of nature, mm-hmm. right? The idea that like man's best efforts amount to a tiny little boat in this giant ocean with storms all around it. And it's like, you can try to create structure and you can try to create stability, but at the end of the day, we're not in control. Yeah. Uh, I love all of the practical effects and all of this. The special effects in this movie, I think, are amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, look at that. That's so pretty. And, like, I know it's a practical effect, but still, like, that looks so good. Mm -hmm. I think Jurassic Park still has, to me, the most impressive special effects for the time it came out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Any movie I've ever seen. I think the special effects in that movie are better for when that movie came out than anything we have now for what we're getting. I don't think they're better than what we're getting right now. Does that make sense? Like, it's more impressive to me to see what they did in Jurassic Park than anything I can see right now.
Mm, no. <laughs> I like that part too. That was good. Everything they need to have more justice uh in here. Every single time he's on screen, I love it. He's yeah, he's he does a great job. Mm. I love this sequence. Me too. So good. Do you think it's gonna wake up? I bet you they're gonna get through this extraction. Nothing happens. Yeah, I'm sure everything is fine. This is fine. I really like that they keep on bringing her back every single film, too. <laughs> this was great. The little thumbs. Like, I know it's eliciting in me what it's supposed to, and I don't resent it for it because it, he knows how to push my buttons. Right? Yeah. The, they know what they're doing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. jumps up on there and it's like, oh, well, now it's not as big of a deal. This is fine. Yeah. Did it smile? It looked like it just smiled a little bit. It it bared its fangs. It's not yeah. quite the same. It looked like it smiled. If you go back and look at that little cheek on the top, man, it looks like it's smiling. This, this, for me, is scarier than most of the other scenes where people are being chased. Well, yeah. Like, this is terrifying. you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you're just smooshed, and that's okay. it. Okay, watch this claw, like, and how easily, like... Like, he tears through this metal. <laughs> okay, so... So she's awake, and we just saw how easy that claw can do that. Does she just give up now? Like, oh, you know what? I don't need to escape anymore. I'm done. Does somebody notice? Do they sedate her? Like, what happens now? Like, she's awake. Like, she clearly Sed- can't escape. Sedate. Sedate. Yes, I Did assume they, they give her more sedative. They give her more sedative? Somebody, so somebody sleep. notices between now and the 30 seconds it's going to take for her to... And then she falls asleep. Well, Tyrannosaurus forearms weren't really 
good for anything. Like they weren't, but they it were did strong. just show how easy it was for that claw to get through that metal. Yeah, like, but she's also restrained in every other area. Like she has no real movement. She you're right. She does just have that one claw available. She can't create leverage to to move any more than that. And so she's yeah. I'm not sure there's any chain in the world that I would believe would would hold her legs in. <laughs> Um, this also, I thought was the earlier scene. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. He's They're, so indignant. He's getting indignant twice over. You don't think at certain points, you, you don't think they have cameras here? Like, I'm sure they have cameras. Who, like they're just letting her roam through this. There definitely is a security guy watching this 24 hours. Like, yes, but part of what makes this like part of what I believe about this is the fact that because it's so illegal like incredibly wrong and illegal that they have they try to like keep it hidden as much as possible mm-hmm. and so they assume most people wouldn't get in and i also assume that having grown up in this house now she knows when she can get in and out i don't think this is her first trip into these okay quarters i had not considered that's her first I think, trip i think she's coming back in and watching this video again because she thinks it's amazing okay then why did she flinch there? Does she flinch there every time? Um, maybe she hasn't seen this particular video. Okay. But I, I definitely think this is not her first trip to the dino cages, the dino egg, or herpetarium. Her, her I, I will give that a, a 20% believability that it's not her first time. The way she looks at the eggs, maybe she'd never seen the eggs before. It, it just, the way she kind of wanders on, wanders and wonders at things makes me think it's their first time, but I I do that every time I go back to Walt Disney World. So <laughs> that is true. You do do that. Okay, that's fair. I, I and I do the same too when I when I see things like that that I think are amazing. Now it's it just it just made me believe in the earlier film like. Or part of the film that when they zoomed in on the keypad of him inputting it and her watching that, like that's how she memorized the code and she got in for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I buy that. But that also reinforces, like if you think about it from that perspective, then what it reinforces is the hubris that is the central theme of the movie, right? This, this Rafe Spall's character's hubris is so high that he doesn't think, Anybody else can get in there, and so he thinks he's fine being the only person with access to that yeah. area. I mean, there are loads of people in there when he goes down there, so he probably wouldn't have the only act. Oh, I guess I bet they would probably come in from a different way, wouldn't they? Yeah. All the things. So, by the way, I can't believe you didn't comment about this. All the unbelievable things in this movie and crying dinosaurs is not something that triggers you. No, that also bothered me as well. I thought that was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I wasn't watching ridiculous. the screen. Wasn't looking at the screen when I saw that. But I was watch- like, I remember that three or four days ago. I was like, that's ridiculous. There's no way that that like. No. Yeah. No. It's no just- that's, that's not real. And that's not a thing. And I don't care. <laughs> I just do not care. Like, oh, yeah. She has feelings. So are you, are you saying that? Uh, let's let's we'll be past it. It doesn't matter. That her crying is this film's equivalent. I'm pretty sure that's the same actor from the original Jurassic Park. It is. It's absolutely the same actor. It's amazing. He's been in like all the ones that like all the like scientisty things that have happened with these like. Jurassic Park and then the world, the two world movies, he's been in all of them. It's been awesome. Dr. Wu is the yeah. character's name. Yep. 
Yeah, he's wonderful. I really like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I need to read that. I yeah. think I'd be interested Henry in Wu the had like Even six the years World, by himself in the like original story to like experiment and, and grow dinosaurs. It's fun. It, it, it's creepy for creepy's sake. Like. Is it just messing uh, with her? Like, what was its purpose? Was it just trying to, like, poke a little bit to see what that was? Okay. No. Exploratory. Yeah. <laughs> So the crying dinosaur for me is the equivalent of the signs on very high places that say, do not step over the edge. Right. It's like, it's, it's, it's a big neon sign earlier in the film there for people who need uh, big neon signs to understand what's happening. In that video, the video, it did talk about how blue was showing empathy. So I think they wanted to reinforce how these raptors have them. Like they wanted to hit you in the heart bones because they want to see that these animals have emotions. So we shouldn't be destroying them. Right. Like that's the purpose of the crying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily about they have emotions so we shouldn't kill them. I think it's more about they're mm-hmm. real. I think it's about yeah. reinforcing the idea that these these aren't just like these aren't audio animatronic figures that just like do you do think what, that, and what they're you told thought, to so do. You think, these do you think that's something that was needed creatures. here? I don't know. It's just like I think people get it, but you're right. It's it's, it's a stupid way to say it, but it's uh humanizing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you absolutely – one of the things they regularly say is you have to play to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. You know, to, to, to get your point across because if you think about the average intelligence in the world. Absolutely. And then remember that half the world is less smart than that. <laughs> and they deserve to have awesome dinosaur movies that yeah. they can understand too. I think so. There's a part where um, – Let's see if there's a good so part for them. We'll, we'll just count to go ahead and call it stops once we roll again. up to the mansion. Okay. Right. Well, he's a hunter too, right? Like that's his main thing. Is like, is he a hunter? It's like important to remember too mil- that most is, of these military guys aren't like, actual he, military. Yeah. They're all mercenaries. He is a really similar and to. Um, the JR character. I think his name is JR. I know there's a JR and a Randall, and I don't know which ones are which. Both. Uh, I'm be thinking of two totally different characters than the actual hunter, but he's very similar to the Lost World hunter. This is very Lost World vibes. All right, so they're gonna they're gonna roll up and mm-hmm. stop. When they roll up and stop, let's uh Let's stop the film. Potty break time. So.
I like True. that part. That was good. There are small Body moments break. that are so cool in that movie, like him just noticing those two people's faces, so they called them in. Like, there are little things like that that I do really enjoy. It just really, like the everything else that I've been complaining about. It's really, I, it's hard mm-hmm. for me to get past. I know. I do, I do like the goat. What happened to the goat? And the leg too. Callback. Oh, shoot. You know, I just realized when he was in the cage in the in the. Uh, um, in the the um, the ship, I'm sorry, he was he was in his little cage in the, in, in the box. His his limbs that got out weren't his arms. It was his hind legs that got out. Like one of his hind legs was the one that got released. Mm-hmm. His hind legs, because of like the thickness, yeah. like of the claws and everything, make a lot more sense that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Well, that makes me think even more that he should have busted out of there. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. She, you're right. No, they are all of the dinosaurs should be mm-hmm. she's. Per original Jurassic Park rules. <laughs> She, we've established it's a she. Okay, let's stop after this. That's a good time. Okay, let's pause it. Are you ready to pause? All right, let's go in three, two, one, pause. Cool. Let's potty break. And we'll be right back to be continued. It is somewhere between not at all and entirely. I That's Futurama. Mm-hmm. Perfectly cut screams is my favorite subreddit. <laughs> I need to check that out for I sure. I just love it so much. Just like all these built up moments and someone starts to scream and then it's over. <laughs> so good. Um, okay. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Three, right. two, one, play. Trucks. Trucks. I always like that. Uh, oh, welcome back, everybody. If you paused with us, if you didn't pause with us, welcome back. Trucks won't wait for anybody, man. We got to go. Just Truck kidding. Waits for nobody. You can't get better odds than zero. They would have died on the island. There's zero percent odds. It's ominous bad guy talk. Chill out. <laughs> I know. I'm not really mad about that. That's <laughs> that's that's a very normal thing to say. And there you, the- you see the parallel between the Indoraptor and was- the humans. Just going to ask that. Yeah. I was about to say, do you think they did that on purpose? Like those two back to back scenes. Yeah, yeah that, nothing in this movie. That's the thing that surprised me is like everything was. All these are decisions that people make. Mm-hmm. Like all of them. Like which just always boggles my mind every single time I think about that when it comes to entertainment, like movies and TVs and games and that kind of stuff. It's like nothing is just random. Everything happens because somebody decided this needs to be in here. Mm-hmm. Or decided they didn't care enough to fix it or change it.
They really are, though. Mm-hmm. That was a good line, too. I like all of his little one-line comedic. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't really get any characterization. He just continues to be stoic. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I like his one-liners. So just shoot them now. Why do they need them anymore? It's like Dr. Evil said in the first Austin Powers movie. I'm going to leave you in an easily escapable situation and then avert my attention for a long time. <laughs> that that situation is not easily escapable as we found out. I mean, apparently it is easily escapable, but... Not for the Indominus rap, Indoraptor, which is supposed to be obviously the smartest animal on the planet. It is. Not smarter than eight-year-old girl. <laughs> my wind, my, my subtitle just said "wind wishes softly," mm-hmm. and I want to be the person who writes the subtitles for the uh, the actions, the sounds that are happening that aren't character speaking. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a fun job. Yeah, it doesn't pay very well. The gravel crackled ominously. <laughs> Businessily. <laughs> yeah. The car is parked silently. <laughs> Ugh. I'm acrophobic. I'm I'm afraid of heights, so this whole sequence is real hard for me. Got some kick ass converse though. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows they're the best climbing shoes. They are the best climbing shoes. Yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people actually. I like how they don't actually give us any time to get to know any of those bad guys because we all know that they're all going to die. Yeah, these bad guys are not important. You can essentially, if you just replace them with giant dollar bills, Mm -hmm. that's all you need. Just So let me ask you a question. Do you think – oh, I'll get there. Not this. I don't want this question yet. I want this question later. (sighs) I also think this is something she's done before. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot more sense if I think about it that way. Um, I, I can kind of get behind behind her sneaking into the lab again. I still think the the what? maybe my issue with this big movie is just the way the movie is, not necessarily like the actuality of the story inside of it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like my issue is what the people who made this movie did to it and like their decisions, not necessarily like the movie itself, which in turn makes me not like the movie itself. But, you know, I think that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah. Well, I think that this that image just there of her shaking her grandpa with the the EKG monitor behind her flatlined. is just really, really really sad it, it is really sad and i decided to talk all over it no it's okay <laughs> <Not letting anybody. laughs> i'm just like that that was a, a little bit of like the angle was really good and you know it, it's just stuff like that in movies that don't hit me at all ever i you know yeah. i cry when when everybody comes through the portal in endgame hmm. but i don't cry in this kind of stuff and, and i'm sure that has a lot to do with my connection to the to the franchise as well hmm. uh crying toy story for every single time i still haven't seen that it's good it's worth a watch do 
Do you think she figured it out there? The little girl? Yeah. When she saw the picture? Yeah. She's so smart. I would never think about that. Dude, I love dumb waiters. They scare me. <laughs> I always thought they were really cool. I mean, that's something that gets me every single time in a movie is a dumb waiter mechanic. It's just you put that in your movie, I'm good. I'm in. Just for that scene, not for the whole thing. I had a really hard time with this the first time I watched it. Yeah. It's very difficult grasping that this that th- they, this would be the way they, they got out. Um, right now, everybody, we're getting um, bird sounds on Max's ends, and they're lovely, and I'm keeping them in there. So you guys are welcome. I'm sorry. They're very no, aggressive around. Do not around be sorry. Those. They're absolutely beautiful, and I very much so like them. I just wanted to make sure people knew that it was coming from that, not like something else. <laughs> I wanted them like, where are these birds coming from? I'm actually recording this in the jungle. I wanted to be as immersed as possible. Yes. So here's the question I wanted to ask earlier. Do you think this auction scene or the mouse hunt auction scene is better? Mouse hunt? Yeah, have you never seen Mouse Hunt? I don't think so. <sighs> okay. Is it a cartoon? It is a a nineties oh, movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a hijinks with Nathan Lane and um gosh, what's the actor's name that's else is in it? Dang. It, these two brothers inherit this their dad's property and house and they're trying to fix it up to sell it, and there's a mouse that is giving them issues. And they have to kill it. It's it's just a fun family hijinks kind of thing. You should definitely watch it. That movie's great. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember seeing trailers for it. I don't think I ever actually watched it. Yeah. Do you think this is the same dinosaur that they have in the ride at Disney? Is this where they got it from? The Allosaurus. I think this is the same kind of dinosaur, the Allosaurus that they use at uh, Dinosaur. Um, dinosaur is an iguanodon and a... Oh, shoot. You're absolutely right. Um, Carnotaur, which is the one that we saw the T-Rex eat yes. on the island. Yep, we did see that. <laughs> which was definitely a low-key, like... This baby Carnotaur. Middle finger to Disney. Yeah. It's like, our, our carnivore <laughs> eats your carnivore. <laughs> 
That is true. And then the magic bands in uh-huh. the first movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's funny. I have a hard time accepting that it doesn't attack them. Especially as aggressively as like he is. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with this because they need to get out of sometime. And I like these kind of dinosaurs a lot. And we haven't seen them a lot since <clears throat> the Lost World. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go home, dinosaur. You're drunk. Yeah, it does. This is great. Not that way. I thought that was where. You're right. That is where that's that the Indoraptor exact should hallway be. where the Indoraptor was. Wow! I'm what another confused. good, consistent part of this movie. I actually never noticed that before. Thank you for pointing that out to me. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I assume what it is is that each of the corn, each of the four corners of that cage room has one of these little hallways, and one of them has the Indoraptor. Yeah. That's but probably yeah, that, what it is. It that, just makes. I mean, it absolutely is the exact same Holly that they're shooting in for <laughs> sure. And that Indoraptor was entirely a green screen. Is not what we're just realizing. And the dumbwaiter was the real thing that was there. He speaks to children like he speaks to velociraptors. It's basically the same language. It is. It is the same language. I was talking to my dog the other day. And I was like, this is how I'm going to talk to babies. It's very similar. It's not the exact same, but it's close. Gosh, she does a great job of showing real terror. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think that she's actually like terrified right now. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that little shot there, too. Okay. We need to pay attention to the descriptions of this asset. Okay. Doesn't it have, like, neon orange stripes? (laughs) I think it's yellow. It's ridiculous. So it's a perfect blend of the most of the two most dangerous creatures, right? I think it's the Velociraptor and something else. Earlier in the movie, they stated that blue can smell something a mile away. Mm-hmm. The introduction to this guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay.
so it's more athletic than anything we can ever produce. I remember the first time I saw those yellow stripes, I was like, man, they're just trying to sell toys. They are. It looks like the uh, raptor from uh, Primal Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. <laughs> okay. Heightened sense of smell. That's the one. The heightened sense of smell is the one that always gets me because they talked about it twice. They talked about it with Blue, she could smell a mile away, and mm-hmm. that this creature has a heightened sense of smell. So we're just going to tuck that away in the back of our minds for mm-hmm. a second and wait for about 20 minutes. Yeah, I remember the scene you're talking about. It's, it's egregious to me, man. It's egregious. Yeah. But we love money. Yep, let's do it. Let's sell it. He wants to sell it for sure. Oh, that's really cool. I bet you that's a real high roller auctioneer kind of thing of having like all the different currencies mm-hmm. change based so everyone knows like how much it would cost in their own. Mm-hmm. It just hit me now. We need somebody to plug stuff in right now. Where's Justice? <laughs> Where's Justice when we need him? <laughs> we, we need him. This is the smartest dumb idea he has ever had. Because he needs to stop the auction at some pile, but like, there's also a chance the Interruptor gets out now. Mm-hmm. that guy's dead yeah there's like for sure this is is Chris Pratt's shirt tucked in maybe yeah it is gotta get access to that utility belt yeah Like any good handyman knows. Yeah. You need your tools. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Oof. (laughs) 
So they interrupt the auction, so they're not selling it, right? At this point? And he's trying no, the, to... S- they already sold it, they say. I'm not sure if the bank transfer went through. Oh, okay, so they did sell it. So that's yes. what they're trying to do. So Chris is trying to stop them from selling it. So that's why he stops this thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's trying to keep it there. Because they want to keep it in the cage and kill it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do that because I would assume the doors would open. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't trust that those electrical systems are not think, also keeping the cage closed. I think the cage is just padlocked. I don't think it's... That, no, that's fine. But, but like in terms of practical application, like if I was that person in that moment, I would not... I would not assume. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. It's... <laughs> This part is ridiculous, and I cannot, like, the amount of, like, the level that this creature has from going from smart to dumb. So, the Indoraptor, honestly, is my biggest main issue of this film. Sure. It's supposed to be the ultimate predator, right? And the stuff that it lacks is supposed to be, like, all its calming stuff that Blue has. So it's kind of this just voracious, voracious, this ferocious, feral, like you were saying earlier, just creature. And be incredibly intelligent. So the first time that you see this creature interact with a human, this is the thing that you see it do. Like, not the first time, but, you know, like, this is the thing that you see happen to it. Like, okay... What does it do? It pretends to be asleep. That's how smart this thing is. Is how did it learn to do this? Like oh. at one point in time, does it know what it's getting shot with? So like I am that assuming it, that it isn't pretending yet. It did get knocked out. Now it's waking up again because it's got a real height. Look at that. He smiles. That's a smile. Look yeah. at that. He knows. He's now tricking he's playing. him. I think at first he wasn't. Oh, gosh, but, like... I think he wakes up and knows and goes back to sleep to pretend. He's still pretending to go to sleep, though, so that's how smart this this creature is? Correct. Yes. Very smart. He's smiling again! I mean, it's really awesome. It's freaking... It's really badass what he does to this guy, for sure. I really like... I mean, this, this is really cool, but... Okay. <clears throat> so now we've established that this creature is smart enough to pretend to be asleep... To mm-hmm. trick somebody, and they have a heightened sense of smell. Oh, this guy gets the Asshole of the Year award. He's the worst person of everybody in this movie. Look what he does. <laughs> that was another quality scream. See? This is this is also ridiculous, but I will accept. (laughs) 
I don't think that was on purpose. No, I don't either. Absolutely not. I think that was definitely on accident. And he definitely needed to die, so I'm happy with with that accident. I'm I'm okay with with that kind of. Correct. <laughs> Sit. Stay. Yeah. Roll over. Yeah. That's the natural progression of this, right? Mm-hmm. Figured out how to clone dinosaurs. Now we get to do it for humans. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I want to say about this movie. Oh, that was awesome. It's beautiful, by the way. Like the I think I said about the effects, but just the color, everything like the movie is shot, I think, really beautifully. Like the colors, mm-hmm. it's really crisp. Everything is really nice. Like I, I really like that a lot. Yeah, that's a that's an example for me. I'm not normally a huge fan of jump scares, but that is an example of one that I think works. Yeah. So. This this creature should be the Indominus Rex and the Velociraptor together, right? Yes. Okay. So we know this creature just kills for fun because the Indominus Rex does that. And they both have only been in captivity their entire life. Mm-hmm. Not for fun, but you know, like... <laughs> oh, I wonder what that's going to do to the to the Velociraptor. I wonder if we see that if there's some like weird T Rex hybrid that we get next time. <laughs> a T Rex and Velociraptor. Oh my gosh, are they going to make a T Rex Velociraptor for the next movie? I don't care what they make. I'll eat it up like popcorn. Uh, that that that's the logical next step. I think is a T Rex Velociraptor. Huh. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. I think I will go kill this human. It's always fascinating to me to watch scenes like that and imagine it without the CGI. Like that guy just being flipped around (laughs) the room on wires. Like... Oh, I was just thinking about that the last night when I was watching something. I was like, this scene with the CGI off would be so hard to do. I would love to watch movies with the CGI off. Like if they yeah. ran versions that didn't have the computer images and you just watch the actors trying to act. So Blue just read flammable gas and ran? Like- no, smelled the uh- – <laughs> <laughs> Smelled the bad smells, I think. Yeah, I, I, I will, I will accept accept that little little piece there. Uh, 
And the whole uh, evil bad guy mansion in the woods is ridiculous. It is. So are they are they all is everything gated in? Or is it not gated in? You I was always confused about that. You saw them come in through gates. So yes. So it, the property is fenced, but that doesn't matter. Okay. That's that's kind of what I was I was I mean not like I'm not trying to make fun of everything, but legitimately I was confused at the end. It was like yeah. are they going to be free or is it, are they just gated? No, you watch them come in through the, the, yeah. the gates. Where is the dinosaur? It's just that thing is not that small. Very true. Okay, so this is the point in the movie that I want to bring back the fact that it has a heightened sense of smell. So it knows they're there. It knows they're there. What What is it trying to do? It is so vastly superior to them. All it needs to do is jump in front of them and they're gone. He just needs to jump, which he definitely can do, in front of them right now and they're dead. Well, he's also like free for the first time ever, so he's having fun exploring. He's... He may, maybe he just fed, so he, maybe he's not super hungry. We know animals don't necessarily try to attack you, but he's trying to, to go for something. It looks like he doesn't know they're there, though. Oh, no, he knows. He's, he's looking for them. But if he's looking for them, he would know where they were at, like, because he could smell them. He would know that they're right below you. So, like, maybe. Maybe his sense of smell is so good that once once they're like all he can smell is human because this whole compound is crawling with them. That that could be possible. Um, but I would just, you know, each human does kind of have their own smell. And if his sense, if he was that close to them, they would be able to distinguish between those three if his smell was that good. Me saying that is just as ridiculous as you saying that all everything smells the same. Yeah, well, then that's what I'm saying is like as as people who are not herpetologists or biologists, I don't think we really have a firm grasp of like what's possible and how things work. Yeah, it's just it's to me, like I said, it's not necessarily and I think I'm going to keep harping on this maybe a little bit. Who knows? Um, It's definitely the uh, I am. I'm frustrated with the decisions that people made making this movie rather than like the Indoraptor itself. Mm hmm. I get what like, you mean. Why say that it has a heightened sense of smell and like make that a point <laughs> and, and can't then, find them and then not use it? Like yeah. that's kind of like it's it's like to me it's like it's a bad movie. You know, it's not necessarily not entertaining some parts, but it's bad movie to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, I'm sure he's trained in in how ventilation systems work. That's a parallel to the first Jurassic Park movie too. Is trying to get the electrical systems back online during the storm. Yep, it's and it's also a very like anytime that anybody's skilled in any sort of tech thing in movies, they're skilled in all sorts of tech things. Yeah, I I have I have no really issue with that at all. Like that happens in every single film. There's a carnivore. I 
I love this. Yeah, it's it's not bad. It's a cool little thing. At this point, when the first time I watched it, I was so frustrated about the dumbness that it didn't find them <laughs> when it was right on the top of them that I didn't like this entire scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. I can understand why that's irritating. It was irritating for me the first time I watched it, too. Oops. <laughs> this is really cool. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think there's any parallel, though, between, like, her seeing that in the reflection of, like, herself? Yeah, and then both, absolutely. Then, like, both being created? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. Oh, right there. So watch what it's doing. The animal right now is clawing and just going after everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would expect – you think it's just going to like stick its thing in there and just let it right back out? It's not going to like – it's clawing. It's not like just right. trying to poke. Like her leg's decimated right now. <laughs> but we all know that stairs are a dinosaur's weakness. So Absolutely. Stairs, ladders – Anything that involves them going up other than jumping, they just really can't do. <laughs> Gosh, this is the first movie again. Like, I love that loping run. Oh, I'm glad you told me about that loping run. I would like you to listen next time you guys are watching this without us talking over it. Go back and rewind it without us. Listen to the loping run and how there are four feet loping and not just two. And he's definitely not running. She's definitely not running on two on four feet. Yeah, she is. She's prone forward. She's like she's like clawing her way at Yeah, she is. I only I'm gonna go back and rewatch, but I only will. saw no, her running ask, on two. We're not gonna an, do it now. Put an asterisk. Um but I will definitely correct myself if I'm wrong on that one. But I was paying attention to that last night and I was like that. That this looks m- like it sounds like, which is a Foley artist, is not necessarily a, any kind of, a, yeah, anyways. So this melodramatic choral music kicking in is where I, I roll, start to roll my eyes not having fun. I'm like, come on. <laughs> we know it's the climax. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. How did it get up there? I don't know. Read the script. That's, <laughs> I mean, if it can already read, we're in trouble. I love the way this is shot, especially in about 10, 15 seconds when. Yeah, I think this is so cool. Mm -hmm. But it takes me out of the fact that like. I see no way. This is this is the third time that she should have died that she didn't. And I think Chris and uh, Claire are up to like five. <laughs> like, okay, the the scene is cool, but it's wrapped around things that just like bother me. How does it know to go there? Is it the light in the room? 
Why it's did she not turn off all the lights? Smells her, obviously. Oh, it smells her now from yeah. inside the room, but it couldn't smell her three feet away. That's mm-hmm. very, that's very interesting. That's a callback to the last movie. The Indo, the Indominus Rex used to tap its toe a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. Raptors do too, as well. It's a callback to the first one, I guess. But I see her no way of living through this right now. <laughs> It's just like, I'm going to do this because it needs to be suspenseful and not just eat it because I want. <laughs> I would shoot it again. I wouldn't care if I, I killed too. it. Just Keep like shooting every it. tranquilizer I have goes into yeah, the body of that absolutely. animal. Yeah, <laughs> which is why two didn't work the first time is because, you know, but genetics it, or whatever. True. So here's another thing that that you just reminded me of. The amount of time that, that she was asleep that time versus the last time was vastly different. Yeah. So I, that's true. Tranquilizers probably work differently, differently times they shot them. But still, I still think that she, that she was faking it the entire time in the previous part. You could also... Why don't you take her and leave now? You need right. to go. Yeah. Why are you sitting there watching this? I don't know. I can kind of buy it. I get, a, I get out of everything that, that we disagree on. I can buy that a little bit because of how much he loves blue. Like that'd be yeah. like watching your child fight. That's like true. something that you definitely know it's not going to win. Yeah. Like, and also shock is a real thing. Yeah. That's something that also really frustrates me a lot in movies is like we're watching them with all the information that a lot of times the characters don't have. And also we're not like we're very level headed right now. Mm -hmm. Like when you overdraft, you freak out. What do you think happens when like a dinosaur is running at you? Ladders, man. I tell you, ladders and stairs. Uh-huh. They can't do it. Dinosaurs can't do ladders and stairs. I did really appreciate here that they decided not to put a body of water underneath. Yeah. Dang it. I can't step on that? Come on. It's back leg must not weigh as much as it's front. See, see how it's crawling forward on four. That's how it was going down I, the hallway. Okay, I'll, I, I'll I'm going to rewatch that immediately after we get done with it to see if I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. This makes more sense now, but watching the first time, I was really frustrated that that like they w- they would live through this.
my gosh, it was almost like when it was on top of the tier, the, ter- the transverse or the transverse, the triceratops. It was foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. It's still foreshadowed if I don't catch it until after I see the second part. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's when you see the second one that you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Get them blue. There's not enough slow motion in my dinosaur movies. That was cool. I like the way it's just laying there. It looks like a Dark Souls character physics, you know? he's great Mm -hmm. all right this is my we're almost done with the movie and thank you so much for spending your day with us um this is probably in i i'm gonna see if we can figure it out this is my biggest gripe of the entire movie i think is um, at least the first time I watched it, this was absolutely my biggest gripe of everything. Mm-hmm. I want folks, if if it shows up, I, I fell asleep last night watching this, so I, I don't remember this scene as much. But there should be a scene where we see the dinosaurs in the cage real time, and then we see them on the screens. And the proportions are so off, like oh, yeah. incredibly off. It's embarrassing. And I just like, you're already animating that. Why don't you just make it right? You know, like you're already putting work into this. Just make it a pass and do it right. Okay. But that's my biggest issue with it. Um, They absolutely should have cut all of them. They never should have let the cages out. And it's really frustrating. And the movie should start with Owen and Claire in jail because they are responsible for a lot of murders. Yeah. I mean, you could almost say they're like war crimes. Yeah. Yeah, this is an this is terrorism or an act of war. I don't know, man. This is like this has implications. Like this is one of the biggest decisions in the last thirty years of the world. What they're deciding to do right now. Mm-hmm. The next movie is going to be awesome, and I'm here for it. Brontosaur absolutely sounds like Chewbacca, by the way. Oh yeah, you're absolutely right. I really wanted somebody to be more opposed to her than that. Like, you cannot do this. Mm-hmm. And she being like, no, we can't let them die. Like, okay. Look at how like similarly sized they all are right here. Okay. And just kind of like pay attention to every, like, like Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
And like how the door right now is almost at the same height as the mm-hmm. long neck. There's no stopping it now. It's no. self-sustaining. <laughs> I really like this whole sequence a lot. Also, the notion that you would stop doing what you're doing and go look at that is just ridiculous. Like, get in the car and go away. Like, come on. Yeah. You know what? I I absolutely misread stuff earlier. I'm not as frustrated with that as I thought I was going to be. That was kind of the frustrating part for me right there is how mm-hmm. much bigger the long neck was out of yep. every other creature and like look how big that thing is compared to everything else. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it in the room with all the other dinosaurs, they're almost the same size. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's frustrating. That's the part that I was really frustrated with. Oh, that's terrifying, man. That's got to be like, oh, that'd be the worst. I would. Yes. This is... Hmm. Oh, is a Carnotaur going to get it? I was hoping those little dudes would get it. Kind of a callback to Lost World again. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. I totally forgot that happened. That's a different Carnotaur, then, than the one that the T-Rex yeah. killed? Correct. Yeah. I don't think it would have broken that bone if it stepped on it like that with that gravel the way that moved And go where? Battle scars. Always you look just, cool. You're just going to live on the farm with, with Owen? Yeah. That's a happily ever after if I've ever seen one. That's the next episode of the Netflix special. It's not Tiger King anymore. It's Raptor King. <laughs> Sorry, Owen Grady. Yeah, I like how she thinks about it. And she's like, mm, nah. And Pass. Blue made the right choice, but like, like was oh like was Blue really gonna like hang out with him and like be obedient and stuff? No, like, not in the not in, not like a puppy dog. No. Yeah, yeah. She would have had him encaged. She made the right choice for sure. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> 
it like it doesn't matter, man. It's just gonna start again. Like all the major evolutionary leaps. Mm-hmm. Oh yikes! This is awesome oh, too. Oh yikes! This person right there—that's uh, that's going. That one's not living. Nope. That guy just like he definitely died. Yep. See, there's the fence. This is cool. This is also not the fence to the to the. This is the fence to a zoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Like you, I, I do like that shot of like. There is now a new king of the jungle. Like mm-hmm. you, no longer kind of this. The, this has been reor- reorganized. Snaps! I love it. I love and, uh, it. Yes. A moment of good time to use the title in the movie. I love it when movies say the title of the movie in the movie. It's one of my favorite things. Really? Sometimes I hate it, and sometimes it's really well done. And it's like, I do like, there's, I don't know, man, there's a level of like, I think this movie floats between camp and not, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, it doesn't go full in either way to me. Mm -hmm. And, and, And movies that don't go full in either way... Like those are the ones that like really fr- like frustrate me. Like I just have, find no interest in them. I either want something that's like really grounded or something that's just really campy. Yeah. Um, that's it though. Final thoughts we did it. on um, have a little bit of a debrief while uh, John Williams is serenading your ears. I love it, man. I think it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it just as much as I did the first time. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I have come to terms with the fact that there are parts of this movie that I really absolutely like, and it lots of it is entertaining. Yeah, and you're right, though, that there are parts that are just like, come on, where it's like, this creature can smell anything except for humans three feet away from it right? That, for some reason. Just, it, it's those kind of things that just broke it for me, where I'm like, I just can't, like, I can't get past those kind of stuff. Like, yeah. It's the the thing where I was talking about, like, yes, dinosaurs exist in a world, and that's not real, but, like, there are still rules that you're creating that you're not adhering to yourselves, like, and the dinosaurs are conveniently anything they need to be in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, the Indoraptor is incredibly intelligent and can f- pretend to be asleep when the most, ter- like, the most, like, badass hunter is hunting him, but, like, when it's three civilians, like, nah, it's just gonna, like, just let them roam. Yeah. So... Um, but I, I did I did enjoy it more, and it, it was way more fun watching it with you than it was uh, watching it by myself yeah. for sure. Uh, uh, well, and that's uh, it, that's it from uh, from uh, our end. What else do you want to? Did you hear that the actors for, from the original Jurassic Park? Yeah, have signed on for the next I one. I absolutely have heard that we are getting Alan Grant again. Yeah, and I'm very excited about that. Um, what was her name? What was Laura Dern's character's name? I don't remember. I know, and it really frustrates me that I don't remember her name. It's Ellie, and I don't remember her last name. Uh, do they ever tell us her last call. name? Yeah, they do. Hold on. 
Um, while Max is looking that up for a second, I'm going to uh, ask everybody out there who has endured this with me to join me in palate cleansing yourself tonight and watching Jurassic Park, because that is what I will be doing. Um, I will be watching Jurassic Park at 7 p.m. Pacific time on the day that this posts, because um, we all need to uh, enjoy something that that Sadler that we can all we can all really love and respect I'm sorry yeah Ellie Sadler so watch Jurassic Park with me please (laughs) Um, you gonna go back and watch the loping scene right quick oh yeah I'm absolutely gonna do that yeah that's a great idea let's let's take care of this on air right now so it's one hour and 42 minutes almost exactly okay I'm turning up my my phone my TV just a little bit just so I can hear it so maybe two it's minutes like, and 41 i'm only at um 142 10 is okay i'm just gonna go to 142 stamp. then because i have roku stuff and not that dude weird that like i have hulu you have hulu and we both can't watch it on hulu like i had to get it someplace else yeah okay here. watching now Told okay. you. No, Told but she's not you. running on four the way the sound is working. The sound isn't matching what she's doing on all four. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Up. She's running on all thing? four. The, the, fr- the front four aren't really moving all that much. They're moving every other, not like every one. Okay. I just... I think the first scene doesn't match up, but when it when it's when it's viewed from the side, I don't think it matches up very well. But when it's viewed from straight on, you're right; the four do all match up together with the sound. So yeah. I think it's just a matter of it. It doesn't match up sound wise to me the way I think. Wow, that should definitely be bleeding way more than it is. I didn't notice that the first time. The leg, your leg. Yeah. There's like no blood, and it's just like the biggest gash I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, there's there's this is fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will concede that one to uh, to you as well. Thank you. Awfully so, kind. Yeah, of course. You know, had to give you a few wins on this one. <laughs> Thanks for watching this, man. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. We're actually going to do this again with another film. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but we'll figure it out in a few months and uh, do it again probably every like two months or so just for fun. It's going to be great. There are definitely movies that we disagree about. So oh, I know. And it's going to be – I am very – and I want it to be stuff that like – yeah, I want. To, yeah, I'm excited. We should watch. Uh, I'll figure it out. Let's figure it out sometime. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Infinite Pulp. I am Aaron. I am Max. And uh, have a good rest of your uh, day. And please stay safe. Stay inside. And um, wash uh, your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, Infinite Pulp at uh, podcast.email.what. So it's podcast at infinitepulp.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. <laughs>